All right, Ken Army. You wanted the best? Well, Ken Mills is the best. Get well soon, Ken. We're counting on you. Kenny Mills, Kenny Mills, Kenny Mills. You shouldn't be being so sick right now because you should be manning your station of selling that new monkey shit all day long and be your agent. I love you, Ken, and I love you very much. You have to get better, so you have to get better. There's just no fucking choice. I love This is David Ghosty Wills leaving a get well soon message for Ken Mills. Our names rhyme. These are just one of the many, many strange circumstances that have drawn us together into the same orbit. That orbit of audio excellence. Anyway, I just wish you all the best and a speedy recovery. Because... You don't do enough podcasts. That's really what it comes down to. You, there's just not enough, and you got to do more. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, this message is for Ken Mills. This is Pat Francis of the Rock Solid Podcast. I've been on Ken's podcast, and I'm hoping to be on it again. So, Ken, you're in the hospital. you got to get well soon, man. I mean, uh, Ken's all right. Pat's all right. DJ's all right. I guess Rick's all right. But look, uh, my best to you, Ken. Please get well. I want to. I want to have lunch with you at uh, Rock and Pod Expo uh, number two. So uh, come on, let's shake this thing, whatever it is. All right. That's it. I got nothing else. Thoughts and prayers. I'll listen to some cheap trick for you. All right. Love you, Ken. Bye. Greetings again from the frozen tundra. This is Paul Trapp, K 
cheap trip connoisseur, cartoonist, and the proud president of the Nebraska chapter of the Ken Mills Fan Club. Hey, I was sorry to learn my favorite podcaster made a trip to the hospital. I hope you're bouncing back and returning to the interwebs soon to once again fill our heads with delicious ear candy. Ken, best wishes. Feel better, and of course, rock onward. Hi, Ken. It's Debbie Lang. I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you and praying hard for you to get well. Um, you mean a lot to me, Ken, and I love you. So, work hard on getting well, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. All right. Woo! I got a feeling. I got a feeling, judging by last night, to not go through a little hot night with the rock and roll.
Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Uh, this is Gary Schaller from Podcast. You know me well. I was just lounging in my in my um, smoker's jacket um, with a pipe that has bubbles coming out of it, listening to all of my favorite Kiss tunes and um, just relaxing here. Uh, oh, I hear a knocking, a pounding, if you will, at the door. Let me go see who that is. Oh, it's you, Courtney. Hello, Courtney. Hey, Gary, can I come in? I wish you would. That's me walking in. Hey, Gary. You're walking. You're doing a lot of walking, aren't you? It took me a long time to get from the door to the microphone. Thanks for, well, thanks for having me over. Oh, of course. Anytime. <laughs> I always like it when you come over and walk really loudly. How well, are you? I'm good. Um, I like to come over, especially when we record things for Ken. Um, so uh, it's worth the drive. It only took about nine hours. Right, right, for sure, yes. Well, I hope that you enjoyed the drive. It's a lovely scenic view up the coast. And uh, did you get any good food on your way? No, I actually took the five and went by uh, all the, uh, <laughs> the boring-ass farms. <laughs> um, no, I didn't go up the coast. But, Ken, I really am not at Gary's. Sorry. We were just joking. Just fooling. We had you fooled, everybody. We had, we really fooled you guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Gary's Ken, at his house, and I'm at my house. Ken, what the hell are you doing in the hospital? Yeah, Ken. What the hell is that about? Everybody's podcasts are going to shit. This is. I want you to understand. This is what happens <laughs> if you're if, if you're sick. Yeah. This is what. This is like when, Ken. When you get sick. Courtney and I record this shit. <laughs> so, this is what happens. Yes, Ken, just so you know, the, the world of podcasting uh, is, uh, is unsafe. And we need our fearless leader back in the big chair as soon as possible. Right. Um, I, I, if you're listening, uh, people other than Ken... Um, I had the good fortune to speak to Mr. Ken Mills earlier today. He is, you, the, the, uh, the rumors are true. That guy got sick, but he is uh, fighting like a champ. Uh, and hopefully we'll be back to his, it's back to rocking and rolling and uh, kicking ass in the podcast, podcast and podcasting world uh, very soon. But in the meantime, we have uh, lots of friends who uh, adore you, Ken, and are um, itching to give you good thoughts and well wishes, and uh, we're also probably going to stick some music in here that we know that you love. And uh, Courtney, you you had a uh, something to something for Ken that you you wanted to say in your oh, band voice. Well, it's not. No, ah, you just you gave it away. Oh fuck! Take two. Um, I have a friend here, Ken, that actually had uh, wanted to say a few words. Oh, who's that um, at the door? <laughs> oh, someone's at the door. Come in, won't you? Oh, uh, hey, this is Fred Smith. I just wanted to <laughs> wish Ken all the best. And I promise I'm not going to use foul language like I usually do on our phone calls. But I love you very much, buddy. And uh, that's all I really wanted to say. Peace out. Oh, Fred, have you met Courtney? Several times. She's a very annoying woman. Oh. <laughs> she she has a very heavy footfall. <laughs> well, Fred, thank you for coming over. Um, Fred, is there, any, is there anything you'd like to hear? Any Kiss songs that you think Ken would like to hear tonight? 
Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't really know Kiss as well as you guys do, but I know Ken would really like to hear something from that weird album with the guy knocking on the giant door. It would be on theme, too, with our knocking on doors um, uh, thing that we're doing tonight. See how it works? Uh, perfect. So, Ken, this is for you and also um, for Fred Smith. Um, this is uh, Odyssey from The Elder. Uh, from all of us, your podcast uh, family, to you, and from the Kiss to you, enjoy this. Get better. Get well. We'll talk to you soon. Get well. We love you. We love you, Ken.
Mr. Mills. Uh, rumor has it that you've decided to go commando, face down in a big bag of dog food. That is not good, sir. You are supposed to be in St. Louis on February 24th visiting Gene Simmons. Um, really want you to get well and be a badass. Get out of that bed, sir. Um, feeling for you. Be good. Get well soon, dude. This is Christina from the Gene Simmons Company. Rock on. Bye. Hi, Ken. Gene Simmons calling. Hey, listen, everybody in your town tells me you're torturing the nurses in the hospital over there. And I just wanted to call you and uh, tell you what a powerful and attractive man you are. Everybody says you're cool beyond cool. And we send you our best wishes and want, want you to get out of there. Here's to a speedy recovery. Come on out and join the rest of us out here in the rest in the uh, big wide world, okay? Stay well, be happy.
Hey there, Ken. It's your pal Larry Roberts from November's Doom here. I just wanted to send you some love and positive vibes because I heard you're not feeling so great at the moment, sad to say. I really hope you're able to bounce back quickly and feel better soon because I know I can speak not only for myself but for everyone who knows you when I say that we all love you and we care about you. And we have so much respect for you when it comes to not only being a funny and entertaining personality, uh, but also simply just one of the best human beings I've ever had the pleasure to know. One of my fondest memories in recent years was getting the chance to hang out and chat and have some laughs with you and Gary, BJ and Matt and Courtney and everyone at the Rockin' Pod last summer. I've got my heart set on being there again this year, and a big part of my enthusiasm includes getting to see your smiling face again in person. So please take care of yourself, man. Get some rest and get the care that you need. And know that all of us out here are rooting for you, and we all think you're the best. And uh, as Robin Zander would probably say, it's so good to see you. I know everyone misses you, and we really want you to stay. Love you, dude. All the best. Peace.
Hi, Ken. This is Keith Combs. I just wanted to send you some get well wishes and say we love you, and we want you up and around as soon as possible because with all the excitement coming up, I'm pretty sure Andrew Sandoval is going to want to talk to you real soon. So you take care of yourself and get well. We love you, Ken. Bye-bye. Hey, Ken, our pod father. This is Kim Winter here. I've been I've, – I've met so many cool people through Zilch in the past, and they've helped me get through some really difficult times with losing my husband. We're such a special family. This Torquey triplet is – we just love you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and get better soon. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Not since the Ten Commandments. If you liked covered wagon, beyond from here to eternity, they can't be the Marx Brothers, they're too young. Columbia Pictures presents The Monkeys. Mickey, Davey, Mike, Peter in head. Hey, Mr. Ken Mills, it's Peter Torque. So you're not feeling well, pal? Here's hoping you get better real soon. Take good care.
Dr. Fuck, and I'm here with Ian from the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, and uh, we are wishing Ken Mills a speedy recovery, brother. We love you, and we hope you get well as soon as possible. Right, Ian? Yes, and I, you got to be there at the expo because I want to give you more back rubs. I love yeah we I lo- yeah we love Ken Mills yes, man I love you Pod Father please get better uh, yeah you better and and you know what was so great about us at the pod uh, Rock and Pod was that laugh he was doing because he thoroughly enjoyed our wackiness and he laughed his ass oh, off at us oh yeah when, when everybody else was walking out on us and and and, and having trouble with us Ken Mills got what we we're doing. He is the pod father. Uh, he's inspired so much, and he, he inspired me. What a great guy, uh, pod father. I'm telling you, and I said it to you, Ian, pod, uh, podcast and Bob Nabamian, those two people inspired me to want to start a podcast. So I, I really love you, Ken. There would be no Rock and Metal Combat podcast if it weren't for Ken Mills. Yes, and and and, you know, Podfather, you are the father of my son, so get well, because I need your money. (laughs) We love you, Ken, and we know you're going to, you got this, buddy, so stay positive, and you know we're on your side, and if you need anything, reach out to me and Ian, we're there for you, buddy. We love you, brother. Love you a lot, and speedy recovery, and we will see you in Nashville. Thank you. This is Sparkling Joe Chamberlain, and this song's going out to Ken Mills. Ken, I heard you weren't feeling so good, but I hope you get better soon. Cause we gotta do our interviews so we can get the word out about the moon face. Because people need to know the truth. The reptilicons are coming soon, and they're preparing up all that moon, nurse surface, to come down here and eat us all. It's gonna happen soon. So we gotta get prepared, everyone. You gotta get out there, you gotta build a bunker. You gotta stock it with food, but but it can't be food that's gonna rot away pretty quick. You got like don't put a bunch of fruit in there and then when you go down there it's all covered in mold and stuff. You gotta put cans, uh, dry goods in a dry place. If you have a, a, a generator and a constant source of electricity, you could use a freezer maybe, but that's not ideal. Oh, and don't forget bottled water. Clean, you need clean water, a lot of it, as much as you can get in there. Oh, you, and if you can't do any of this, then you bet you gotta get yourself some weapons. Anything you could use to fight off a 10 foot tall, half lizard, half cat from the planet Narcalis. Uh, would probably be good. Oh, and for anyone who's interested, a karaoke version of this song is available from Orokana Umo Records in Yokohama, Japan, Kanagawa Prefecture. And I hope you get well soon, Ken. Hi, Ken. It's Jane Knight here. I was just trying to come up with the words to tell you how much you have touched my life. You are an inspiration to many, and we all love you. The world is a better place with you in it. Peace and love to you, my friend. I am so blessed to know you. Please get well soon. We love you. 
Hey, Ken, this is Joe from Detroit Rock City giving you major positive vibes. Please get better, buddy. You know, we love you. I need to hear you. I'm a podcast. You are the pod father. Love you, brother. Feel better. If I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. And the boys are playing And we just can't find the sound Just a few more hours And I'll be right home to you I think I hear them calling Oh, Beth, what can I do? Beth, what can I do? You say you Feel so empty that our house just ain't a home. That I'm always somewhere else, and you're always there alone. Just a few more hours, and I'll be right home to you. I think I hear them calling. Oh, Beth, what can I do? Beth, what can I do? Hey, Lee McCormick, Tramps Like Us podcast here. Sending my good vibrations, my best wishes, some rock and roll mojo out to brother Ken Mills. Ken is one of the nicest dudes I know. I've been a fan of his, and I'm now a friend of his. He's a very inspirational guy, very supportive of me starting my own podcast. You know, he's part of a great brotherhood of podcasters and friends and listeners. We had a rock and roll party hanging and jamming some monkeys last summer at the Nashville Rock and Pod. And we got to do it again next summer, my friend. Wishing you well. Stay strong. Stay cool. Ken Mills, this is John Billings, your long lost pal. Dude, I hope you get better soon. And know that you're loved. How do I know you're loved? Who else has a hotline other than Batman? No one but you. So just know that we all are thinking about you. We want you to get well soon. And my lovely wife, Amy, is, is going to tell you the same thing, but hopefully in person soon. <laughs> we love you, buddy. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Hi, Ken. This is Amy Billings from Nashville. I was calling you because some of your wonderful friends were nice enough to put this together and let us know that you are not doing so hot right now. And I am so glad they did because, of course, the first thing we want to do is call and tell you how much we love you. And um, you're such a great guy, John, and I think the world of you. And, of course, I just found out that Gene Simmons called you, and I was trying to figure out how to trump that, except maybe I should do a video call and just put boobs on it. I don't know. 
that's about all I've got on him. <laughs> anyway, I hope at least it gives you a little laugh. And just know that John and I are thinking of you, and we are sending lots of good energy in, uh, to you. And we just know you're going to get better soon. And then we'll just all be able to celebrate. Have a great day. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend George Harrison. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And I say, it's all right Little darling, it's been a long, cold, lonely winter Little darling, it seems like it's since it's been here Here comes the sun here comes the sun, I say, it's all right. Little darling, the smiles returning to their faces. Little darling, it seems like years since it's been here. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, I say, well, it's all right. Sun, 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 here it comes. 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 Little darling, I feel the ice is slowly melting. Little darling, it seems like you. Since it's been clear Here comes the sun Here comes the sun I say it's all right Here comes the sun Here comes the sun I say it's all right Hi, Ken. This is Amy Collin. I just heard from Tim Powers that you were in the hospital, and I am so sorry. I hope you're I hope you're doing better. 
And I just want to let you know I'm thinking of you from Oregon. <laughs> and, um, yes, definitely feel better soon. And I hope you get back to making more Zilch episodes. They're so great. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, Ken, this is Alan from the 80s of Rock podcast. I hear you're a little under the weather, and um, I hope you get well soon and get your butt back on the air. We miss you, buddy. Hey, Podfather, this is Bill from 80s Rock Podcast. want to make sure that you're doing a little bit better today, and uh, we're praying for you, man. Take care. Hey, this is Dennis from the 80s of Rock Podcast. Whatever's got you down, Ken, I hope it goes away soon, and get back out there, brother. Love hearing you. How about we cut to a word from one of our sponsors? Does the winter wind have a free-for-all with your windows? Have your heating bills got you in a stranglehold? It sounds like you need the new Ted Nugent Draft Dodgers. Simply affix Ted Nugent Draft Dodgers to your windows, then they crush your heating bill's face. Leave the high heating bills to some kitty next door with the Ted Nugent Draft Dodger. You know what that is? That's extreme! Hello and welcome to KenCast. This is Craig, and I'm with Jeff Hewlett. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Craig. How's it going? It's been a long time since uh, we uh, podcasted together, recorded. Anything. I know, I know. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not the best circumstance, but we're here today to send some good vibes uh, to Ken Mills. Uh, Ken, we're, uh, we're thinking about you, and uh, I know that you're uh, strong in spirit, and you're going to be able to work through uh, all the challenges you're going through right now. But uh, I'm thinking of you, brother. Yep. Same here, man. Uh, you know, Craig and I both appreciate all the time and uh, take that we've spent with you doing some recordings and all the shows that we do together. Uh, you've been a great guy. You've been a wonderful friend to both of us. And uh, we're wishing you all the best for a speedy recovery. Nothing can keep the pod father down. <laughs> so true. And hey, I, w- I was thinking that, you know, our our podcasting life together started with uh, the tricorder transmissions where we yeah. talked classic Trek and that show is still powering along and turned into kind of a, a, a juggernaut. Yeah. Um, but I figured we would, we would get back to the basics and maybe talk about the current state of Star Trek and more specifically this news. And, and unless anything's changed, it seems like Paramount is moving forward with uh, a Quentin Tarantino uh, directed Star Trek. Oh, man, uh, yeah, the, the, the debate has been raging amongst the Star Trek community. In fact, one of the, the shows on the Tricorder Network, uh, Politrex, actually dedicated an episode to this. And I've been pretty quiet on this uh, up until this point, but uh, I'll just yeah. throw it out there. I'm not fond of this idea. <laughs> well, it's my understanding. And like I said, I'm not I'm not too up to date on things, but it's my understanding that he'll direct this and there'll, there'll be a, uh, uh, an independent screenwriter who's, who, who's brought in. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, that's not as bad as I had thought it might be, but I, I, I don't know. I still, I know Quentin Tarantino style. I just don't see it meshing well with Star Trek. It's weird because Quentin Tarantino was like the, he was like the first filmmaker I really connected with in terms of, you know, being aware of the art of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's really important to me in, in that sense. But, you know, just because something, you know, was impactful for you or important for you, you know, doesn't mean that 
it might work in, in all instances. It's like the equivalent of having two foods you really like and just thinking, well, I like both these foods. If I mix them together, it's got to be great, right? Nope. <laughs> not necessarily. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Now, I'm not, I'm not in any way saying that, that Tarantino is not a good director. He absolutely is great. There's a couple of his movies I'm, I'm, I'm very fond of. And uh, I, I think he's good at what he does. I think he's got a, a certain way of, of, of directing and, and filmmaking that works, you know, for him. I just I, I'm I'm struggling to see where where those those lines converge between, you know, Tarantino style and Star Trek, because mm-hmm. I mean, granted, the, the Kelvin timeline movies that we've seen uh, so far have been quite different than the Star Trek that we talked about on the tricorder yeah. transmissions, although they're using the same characters. And I, I've, I've been pretty fond of those. I, I thought they were all really well done for what they were. And uh, I, I, I applaud them for bringing new fans to the Star Trek universe through those movies. And I've met quite a few people who started watching Star Trek TV shows because they saw those movies in the theater. So great, great things. But taking what we've seen so far in the three Kelvin timeline movies and, and trying to apply some Tarantino esque uh, filmmaking to them. It, it just, it just doesn't compute in my head. I mean, I would have, have to, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but I would have to, I would reserve my judgment until the movie came out, but I'm just having a hard time picturing it. It almost seems like they would have to just go like full reboot again. Right. Oh God. I hope not. I think they've come a long way with the Kelvin movie so far with character, you know, re- character redevelopment, you know, you had to rebuild a lot of the relationships between the characters because you started from square one again. Yeah. And I think they're just this last movie. They just started to finally really gel and and fall into their roles. And I think to, to reboot that now would be a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, it, it seems to me and, and, and I want to get back to sort of how Quentin Tarantino fits into this. But it, it seems like like. Paramount isn't 100% sure, and it seemed like this for quite a few years now. They're not 100% sure what to do with this, uh, you know, this property. I mean, especially now that you've got Star Trek Discovery, which has sort of really been embraced by by the core fan base. Um, but it just seems like it's so easy to create consumer confusion uh, or or you know, casual viewer confusion when you've got. Uh, an ongoing uh, streaming TV series, and then a, a movie that you know may or may not you know tie into that. Yeah, and well, and there are obviously there are different timelines, by the mm-hmm. way, which is also confusing to new people yeah. coming in because you see the name Star Trek. I mean, think say for instance, you just literally watch the Kelvin movies, and and you're like, oh, now I'm really pro Star Trek. I, I'm, I want to watch these shows. And you're like, oh, look, there's a brand new show that's on the air right now let me go fire that up and watch it they're very different for one thing but you wouldn't necessarily know until you if unless you researched into it and you you read about it online or something that they're two completely disconnected star trek universes two completely different timelines so what you're seeing in the kelvin movies with kirk and spock is what they're calling the kelvin timeline versus star trek discovery is in the prime timeline which means it fits in with it's in the same timeline same universe as all the previous television shows were. So if you're watching the movies, these new movies, and you think you're going to get a continuation or have something to do with those new movies, with this new TV show, you're going to be really confused. Yeah. 
does it does it seem like maybe the movies are just sort of the uh, just a way to sort of deliver more of a, a easily digestible revenue driving Star Trek, and then you've got Discovery more for the the hardcore fan base. It's hard to say. Um, I, I think you know the big budget Hollywood blockbuster Star Trek. Of course, obviously, is a money making machine, and they have to be self contained stories. They have yet to do a multi movie story arc in Kelvin mm-hmm. timeline. And whereas Discovery is a completely different format, and I think listening to the writers of Discovery, they were trying to aim towards making it accessible to new fans while also trying to please some of the older fans by giving you some nods in there and you know, good continuity with prior shows. Uh, so, you know, you could pick, you know, we would pick up on stuff that, a you know, a Star Trek newbie probably wouldn't have. So I think they were trying to aim towards a mixed market with discovery, but I don't, I don't necessarily know if that was the market, the same market they're aiming for with the films, because they didn't necessarily seem like they had a lot of, of those fan service moments baked into them. There were some, but it, it felt like they didn't tie it as close to um, you know some of the other existing shows prior. So that I think Discovery is different on that respect. Um, mm-hmm. And plus, there also Discovery. We have to we have to you know call this out too. Their CBS is using the Star Trek franchise to try to bring people to their streaming service. Yes. So um, you know we can't discount that fact that they obviously are looking at Discovery as a flagship cornerstone of the $6 a month, um, you know, membership to a streaming service. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see when discovery is over for this season in a couple of episodes from now, if people start to turn off their subscription to CBS yeah. all access, because I, all the Star Trek fans that I know who subscribe to CBS all access did it solely for Star Trek discovery. Sure, and then yeah, you you'll just shut it down and reactivate it when the new mm-hmm. season starts. That's my intention. Uh-huh. But that that actually what you what you said there sort of just you know uh, sparked an idea in my head that you know you know admittedly J.J. Abrams wasn't really a, a fan of Star Trek mm. per se. He didn't really you know care about Star Trek for lack of a better word, and really just with that first movie in two thousand nine, just really wanted to make a movie that would appeal to a, a wide audience. And I think he succeeded. Hmm. Um, and, and as we've progressed in that series, you know, we sort of had into darkness, which was sort of, you know, con redux and then uh, beyond which, uh, you know, you had somebody who really loves star Trek involved in, in Simon Pegg writing the script. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is what kind of appeals to me in my head right now is we can imagine that, based on Quentin Tarantino's age and, and I've read a lot about Tarantino and I'm not really sure he has much history with Star Trek, but he's in that age range where Star Trek would have been something that uh, would have been a, a, a part of his life if he turned on TV in the seventies and, and with, and with the movies and, you know, being the movie guy that he is. But if he, if he does have that, you know, um, little bit of uh, love for Star Trek and you coupled it with a writer like Simon Pegg um, and you got an editor involved who would be able to tell Tarantino, OK, you can't c- turn in a three hour cut 
of a movie. You've got to make a Star Trek movie. And I think that's been Tarantino's problem for the last couple of films is, you know, just lack of an editor who who tells him no. But mm. I think if you get a writer that really loves Star Trek and, and, it, and if you get a, a director uh, or, or if, if Quentin Tarantino does have that uh, love of Star Trek, um, I think the results could be uh, surprising. Yeah, I, no, I agree. Looking at it that way, for sure, it could be a it could be a nice surprise. Again, I I, I just struggle with it, but I'm I'm hoping that if this does come to pass, that it that's the scenario, um, the one that you just laid out. Sounds like it could work. Yeah. You know, it, well, yeah, and and it's really frustrating because making Star Trek movies shouldn't be this hard. No. <laughs> no. I, I mean, if you really think about you know historically. Um, how Paramount has handled, you know, this movie franchise. Um, it's really like it, it, it should be a, like a, a no brainer. And I guess you can put some of the blame on, you know, those last two next generation movies that really sort of did a lot of harm to the series, but I guess work for a, 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 the core f- fan base. But, um, and I guess maybe that's what happened with that series is as the, the movies got away from that, ori- you know, from the original cast, you know, you sort of just retained uh, the core fan base. Um, I mean, it's pretty remarkable what Star Trek was in the in the late 70s and 80s. I mean, all of those movies were like big event movies. And I think, you know, after Generations and, you know, the, the handing of the baton, I, I think that's when the general public possibly started caring a little less about star trek Mm. yeah no yeah definitely good points but my i'm i'm very optimistic uh, now in particular because i think we're we're living in an age where we're seeing the landscape change we're seeing the television and movie landscape change with the with the uprising of these new uh, streaming services like netflix and and apple and amazon Everybody's making their own original content. And if you really look around out there, there's now a groundswell of sci-fi shows coming out. And even network TV is getting in on it. You've got things like The Orville. Um, you got Black Mirror, which is phenomenal. Um, there's a whole bunch of them that are hitting all these different streaming services. And I, I, I think this is a, a very ripe time for Star Trek to rise again. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm happy that Discovery is being so well received. I wish that they'd put it on actual television so more people could actually see it. So it would have a better chance of, of gaining a, a bigger audience. But I think the fact that, you know, CBS is investing so much money into Discovery, it bodes well for the Star Trek future, especially yeah. when you look at the amount of sci-fi that is now coming out and, and doing very, very well. There's obviously now an appetite in the public space for science fiction shows. Look, at, I mean, the X Files revival mm-hmm. is back yeah. on television, and it's it's brilliant. So, um, you know, I'm I'm optimistic for the future of Star Trek now, uh, with all of this stuff going on. Excellent, excellent point there, Jeff. And not that I um, am anywhere near the decision maker for this, but mm-hmm. it almost seems like a good strategy for CBS would be. Uh, you know, X amount of weeks before the new season starts, you do run mm-hmm. uh, the current season on CBS. Oh yeah, and then at the conclusion of it, say, hey, you know, season two starts on the mm-hmm. on the on the you know the streaming network next week. Absolutely. Um, 
but hey, I don't I don't get paid to make those decisions. Yeah, neither do I. But that's a damn good idea. Uh, they got to they've got to get eyeballs on this show. That's yeah. that's what that's the bottom line. And I know people in my in the office who you know they know I'm a, I've been a Star Trek podcaster for almost five years. So they and they, they see all the Star Trek crap I have in my cubicle at work, and they they're aware that there's a new Star Trek show on TV, but they're like, nah. I don't I'm not going to subscribe to a service. I'd watch it if it was on television, but I'm not going to yeah. subscribe and pay for it. Like, OK. Yeah. And I think that's a you can extrapolate that attitude towards the casual, you know, television watcher who's not a necessarily a Star Trek fan. Are they going to go that extra mile and pay for a service like that? Um, that's why I think your idea is brilliant. And I really hope that they consider running Discovery after the season's over. You know, they're not going to get new subscribers to, to CBS All Access because people are looking to watch it. Put it on TV, you know, run it once a week somewhere, you know, just advertise it. Yeah, especially during the summer when sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, the you know, networks are looking for programming, you yeah. know, considering everybody's sort of on break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I, I, I think the one thing that we can both uh, always agree on is that anytime there's new Trek product that we're both uh incredibly optimistic that um it'll deliver but then also sort of keep uh the the brand alive for Mm -hmm. for future generations so um i I wish uh you know paramount and 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 tarantino and everybody else involved uh you know nothing uh but the best and i really hope that they deliver and it wouldn't it be great to say that you know in 2020 or whatever it's going to be that, you know, one of the, the greatest Trek movies of the last 30 years came out. That would be pretty cool. (laughs) Keeping the fingers crossed, man. Yeah. Yeah. So any, any, any last thoughts? Well, my last thought is I hope that this conversation uh, brought some joy to you, Ken, and uh, I hope it didn't bore you. And if it did bore you, I hope it puts you into a nice sleep and you're resting well. (laughs) And right on, Ken. Right on, Ken. We're thinking of you. And hey, if you have any, any, uh, any thoughts or any responses to this, you know, me and Jeff are, are easy to get a hold of. So uh, we're thinking of you, buddy. And uh, and uh, we know you're gonna you're gonna bounce back and uh, be back uh, be back home where you belong soon enough. Yep. Can't wait to hear that that patented Ken Mills voice, the dulcet tones, on another episode of Pop or Zilch uh, as soon as you get back. So you know, as Craig said. Drop us a line. Let us know how you're doing. We'd love to hear from you. And speedy recovery, my friend. Godspeed. We're praying for you. All right. And I guess this brings this uh, installment of KenCast to an end. Jeff, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Talk to you soon. Hey, Ken. It's John Lamoureux. I just wanted to send a message your way and wish you the best. Let you know that I love you. And I am very grateful for the positive uh, influence and example that you are in my life. I know I haven't known you that long, but the thing that I respect most about you is that I know that you put a great deal of effort into being a force for good in the world. And I don't think that you do that. It's not in a showy way. It's in a way that says, this is what I believe in. This is a core belief of mine. And therefore, it is my responsibility to act accordingly. And uh, I see it every day, it, just in Facebook, you know, relationships and communications and uh, in our per- interpersonal communications. 
And so I just want you to know that I love and respect you for all of that, and I hope you get feeling better very soon. Hey, Ken, it's Brian, BJ Kahuna Cramp, and thought I would do something special for you here that I know you've requested of me several times in the past. There's this song that I wrote when I was 13 years old, and I know you've told me that you want me to set it to music and record an updated version of it. So last night, I tried to figure out some way to do that, and here's what I came up with. This is for you, Ken. Our government today is going down the tubes. Nobody knows things that been happening. Our government tells lies, gives us pass bys. Don't you understand? Oh, they are crushing our society. Ice is thin, we're falling in. Oh, our society is skating on the thin ice. Oh, our society is skating on the thin ice. Only for you, Ken. It smells so bad in this basement. I haven't smelled anything this horrible since I was standing beside Courtney Love and I sniffed up her skirt at the Grammys. Why don't you air this basement out, BJ? Oh, look, a vinyl collection. A vinyl collection. Ooh, I buy more shit than everybody else. You know, when you buy shit, BJ, it's still shit. I would like to plug my CD. BJ, maybe someday you'll talk about an album really worth talking about. My CD, Come Poop With Me. I was actually nominated for a Grammy, unlike these other pieces of shit from Canada. Give enough time, just to, okay. Okay, then 10 years after World War IV. 2051. Okay. No, right. more. What? No. 2051, the they, future. They saw it already. Take Next off. century. I was the only one left on the planet after the Holocaust, eh? The Earth had been, like, devastated by nuclear war. Like, Russia blew up the U.S. and U.S. blew up Russia. Statue of Liberty. Act. Lucky for me, I'd been off-planet on vacation at the time of the war, eh? There wasn't much to do. All the bowling alleys had been wrecked. So as I spent most of my time looking for beer, one day, I was out looking for a nice place to build a city for my children when I spotted a mutant in the Forbidden Zone. I landed my vehicle to pursue and destroy this genetic freak before he could warn other mutants in the underground caves. I was kind of like a one-man force, eh? Like Charlton Heston in Omega Man. Do you see it? It's beauty. Yeah! Fleshy-headed mutant, are you friendly? No way, eh? Radiation has made me an enemy of civilization. Alphabet, this is Bob McKenzie. I've spotted a fleshy-headed mutant in Sector 16B. Oh, take off, you holder! Hi, Ken. It's your friend and co-conspirator, Christine. I'm so sorry that you're not feeling well. And you know I wish nothing more than to be able to take it all away from you and help you to feel better. But for now, the best I can do is encourage you to 
close your eyes and just let the love and prayers and well wishes that you're receiving wash over you. Feel their healing powers and draw on the strength that they provide. Get all the rest you need. Get well soon. And when the time comes, you know I'll be right here to help you any way I can. Much love to you, my friend. All right, Ken, that's the end of part one. More to come. And now here's some music for you to enjoy. A few songs picked by Christine that we knew you'd like. Get some rest.
there are a lot of pictures that someone took the time to upload of elephants fucking. Elephants fucking. Elephants fucking. Elephants fucking. 